Good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Friday edition of the show. Hopefully you are doing outstanding today. I am so glad that it's Friday. It looks like I got my camera all tweaked, so let me fix that up here real quick. So first things first, welcome to the Break the Cycle with DSD show. I am your host, Dwayne. I am not a therapist or an attorney. I'm an individual much like you who's developed some tips and techniques that uh, that I've used over my nine-year-plus experience to help you break the cycle of toxic abuse, repair the relationship with your children, get your life back, and just get things back on track. Remember, as I always like to say, be careful throwing around diagnosis. Only a licensed professional can diagnose an individual with a personality disorder. Leave that to the professionals. You don't want to get yourself into trouble and hurt your credibility. If you like what's going on here and you want to support the channel, you can do so by becoming, or one of the ways you can do it is by becoming a channel member. You can go over to youtube.com slash divorce. Look for the join button, and when you join, pick any tier. You get special badges, custom emojis, your name listed in the credits, and member-only events. You also get access to a member-only section of the DSD Discord, so check that out. If you want to get text notifications whenever the show goes live, just text DSD Live to 844-598-0012, 844-598-0012. And finally, if you want to call in and participate in today's show, you can do that by dialing 1424-373-5483-1424 DSD Live. You also or there is a web interface. I need to test that. I think it's working, but I'm not entirely sure. So uh, you know, but there's a link for that in the description down below. And on that, <clears throat> welcome to a Friday. We made it to we made it to the end of the week. At least I hope it's the end of the week. I hope you guys are all starting your day knowing as soon as you get through it, you have a weekend awaiting you. For you folks who have to work this weekend, at least maybe it's closer to your time off. I know I'm really looking forward to to this weekend. This has been an interesting week, to say the least. Uh, let me get my screen all configured up here. So good morning, everybody. Um, I hope you are doing well. We got a few people here this morning. Things are people are starting to trickle in. So good morning to all of you guys. Uh, yesterday. I'll just tell a little bit of a, a little bit of a story. So my youngest is 15, and uh, this is the the first one that I've been able to set up a bank account when they're under uh, under 18. Part of the idea is to be able to start moving money over in there for senior year and stuff. And uh, you know, first, well. Obviously, one part of it is is difficult to get uh, to get all the paperwork, which you talked about earlier. So, so I had all of that, had all the required documentation, and uh, we got all the way down there. Now, keep in mind, I'm about an hour away from the bank that I go to, and we get there, and the dude out front says, "Do you have an appointment?" <laughs> and I'm like, uh, "No." No one said, I mean, I didn't see anything online that said we needed an appointment. So, and I'm like, look, we just drove an hour. Can you help us out here? So went inside and then the other person, first person that, which that was good. I was like, all right, at least, at least we got through the gatekeeper. Then the second person, second person's like, oh um, yeah, we're all booked today. Can you come back tomorrow? And I'm like, um, actually, no. So fortunately they were able to help us. We did have to wait so there was an opening, but they did accommodate us, and we and we were able to take care of that. So that was uh, that was fun, and glad to get that done. So my other, like I said, when I did that with my other kids, they were they were a little bit older, so uh, it was a little bit stressful for the for the fifteen year old. But but we got it, we got it all figured out, we got it figured out. So I, I'm, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think what, uh, how, how I could, uh, I guess the thing on that is just to roll with it. Right. So 
my, my point is, is that I could have done a couple of different things, right? When the guy said, oh, do you have an appointment? You don't have an appointment. I could have called and, or I just could have turned around and left. I said, well, crap, you know, we'll come back later or whatever. But I pushed, you know, nicely. I'm like, hey, man, we just drove an hour. didn't know anything about an appointment. Can you, is there anything you can do? And that's the same thing I said to the other person, right? I was nice. I wasn't mean or anything, <clears throat> but I guess I didn't take no for an answer as well. And sometimes that's it. You got to be persistent, but polite and, you know, look for solutions to, to the problem. I mean, like at one point, the person is like, well, I'm not sure, but you'd have to wait 20 or 30 minutes. And I'm like, that is, <laughs> that's fine. The idea of driving back and then turning around in the next day or two, plus I have a limited time frame because I did promise to give all the documentation back a little, a very limited target of opportunity. So, so sometimes just, uh, you know, don't take no for an answer, but be nice about it. I mean, if I would have gotten irritated, I'm sure they would have just been firm and said, Hey, sorry. You know, I like this. Alex says nice and persistent wins the race. I've had good luck with that. I've actually had, uh, you know, being, uh, and then persistent and I guess maybe just a little firm. Not, not to the point that you're being an, an, uh, <clears throat> a knucklehead, but enough to where it's like, okay, you know, this guy's being polite. Well, what can we do? I mean, technically, if I lived in town, it'd be not that big of a deal. I could have said, oh, okay, well, let's make an appointment and then we'll just swing back by tomorrow. And uh, it would not have been, would not have been a big, a big deal, a big, uh, big issue. All right, let me see what else is going on here. And then I have a caller, and I will grab them in a moment. I just want to see what people are saying before I do that. So let's see, let's see. Oh, I like this. John says, hello, everybody. Happy Friday, Dwayne and Debbie. That was a great show yesterday. Yeah, if you missed yesterday's show, we were Debbie was on uh, on audio, and we were discussing... The, the unique pleasures that a new relationship gets to experience whenever, excuse me, whenever you are uh, brought into one of these situations. So it was a, it was a good discussion. Let's see, GA says, while on that subject, what about red flag scenarios? You start a new relationship but falls apart to red flags. Hmm, well, oh, I tumblers. Thank you so very much. I'm going to grab this real quick for the super chat. I really appreciate that, man. Um, going back to GA's comment. Let's see, let's see. Crazy X narc. Oh, falls apart to the red flags of your ex, not to the new relationship. You know, I, I think the reality is, and it, so you got to be really careful about this because and one thing, it's in one regard, it's it's a tall ask to have somebody come into your situation, in, into well, unfortunately, your chaotic situation, and for someone to have stick around. I mean, that takes that takes a special, a special type of person who's willing to do that, and we shouldn't expect anyone to do that, right? I mean, that's, that's, and that's, that's the easy part to think about. The hard part is, is whenever you meet somebody who's pretty cool, you're like, man, this person is everything that I ever really wanted and really wanted in a relationship. You got to be a little careful because there's a possibility. You got to make sure that it's legitimate, right? That you're not just going through another love bombing stage and being basically mirrored. But let's say that that's not the case, that you, it is a genuine good person and the whole thing falls apart and you, and the other person says, Hey, look, you know, you're a great person. I, I, you know, I, I, any other circumstance, any other situation, we absolutely would have a, a chance at a really good relationship experience, however you want to say it. But because of your crazy ex, it's too much and I'm out. So the next part about that is you turn around and you're like, it's easy to get really angry 
because this person, meaning your ex, that you've tried to get away from and you can't, and it feels like you have this albatross around your head, around your neck. It, it just makes you feel like you can't get away. And it's like a double, it's a double hurt, right? It's not, you're not, you're not breaking up with this new wonderful person because you're just not compatible or it's not the right time. It's still tied directly back to this person who is actively trying to sabotage your life. So that's why, in my opinion, it's important to wait a long time before, if you have kids, to introduce your new relationship to the kids and keep it separate. Now, the problem is, is if, you're, if you do that and that other person is wanting more, and isn't willing to wait or isn't willing to play that the the scenario that type of way. And one, that too, that too is a huge ask. To say to someone, hey, I like you, I want to be in a relationship with you, but I'm going to keep you on the side, away from my kids, away from anybody who might know the ex, just to minimize drama. I mean, if they're looking for, hey, I want a, I want a relationship that progresses, I want a long-term relationships and I envision living together and I envision getting married and I envision getting, you know, all these other things. Well, I mean, you have to look around. I mean, you have to also be fair to that person too. If that person is, it has some expectations of having kids and, and doing whatever, then maybe you're just not the best match. In my situation, and we, I think we discussed this a little bit yesterday, we were both in a situation where we weren't really in a hurry. We weren't you know, all those things I just li listed weren't huge priorities, I guess. I mean, you know, I mean, we, 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 I, honestly, I think if we could just live in the same damn town, we would be happy. <laughs> the, the, and we're not that far. It's like maybe 30, 30 or 40 minutes away. I mean, so in the grand scheme of things, it's not bad. But I mean, it's not simple enough to say, um, oh, hey, I need to go grab something at the house. I mean, if you forget, if, if one of us goes to each other's place and you forget something, it's a major pain. I mean, you know, I mean, but you just work with it. It's not, you know, you just, but, but the reality is, is if that either one of us had an expectation of something different, then that's a problem. So, the reality is, is that you have to make sure that you, you have great communication with your new relationship, that you both fully understand what's going on. And it like, like the show yesterday basically demonstrated, it's hard to, you don't really, the, the person's not really going to get it until they get it. You can try to tell them, but until something happens, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be tough. Okay. Hopefully that covered that. I know I kind of went, maybe I, maybe I went a little too much into that. Oh, I will. Since this follows on, along with it, I'll grab this real quick too. Checo had said, uh, what about red flags with the new relationship? Meaning the new relationship starts showing similar patterns and you start to hold back because of your past ex. Okay. Here, here's the thing. If you start seeing the same patterns, you, you basically have two things, in my opinion, that you need to do. You need to address those immediately. And if they're, if they're a misunderstanding or a miscommunication, you clear them up. In other words, if something happened, you're like, look, the, uh, this, I know this is a problem. And if the person is like, oh, crap, sorry, I didn't realize that. Uh, I will, you know, I will uh, take your 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 boundary into account and adjust appropriately that's fine if they won't do that you get the hell out All, every one of us has been been through this situation already we've already burned i don't care if it's a you know six months a year or two decades like in my situation you've been there you've done that don't do it to yourself again you've already you've already done it once you've already compromised you've already more than likely like in my situation you have made excuses, walked on eggshells. You've done whatever the hell you need to do just to keep things kind of puttering along. And it just makes it worse. If there's an issue, you need to discuss it. If there's a red flag, you need to do something about it. Or, or if you're just like, you know what, that behavior right there is a firm line 
it's been demonstrated. It's not even, I'm not even going to have a discussion about it. You get out. Guys, this is the rest of your life. You've learned your lesson. Well, you may be in the process of learning your lesson, but ask yourself this. Did you get it the last time? The, the one you just went through, was that enough for you to figure out that you don't want to do that again? No. If the answer is no, and you need to do it again to, to, to really you know, seal that information into your head, I would pr- personally, I would prefer you not do that. But if that's what you need to do, that's fine. But otherwise, get the hell away from it. And if you see that you're attracting the same person, if those same red flags keep coming up, take a pause and focus on yourself. Get a therapist. Start reading, you know, start reading books on how to be a better person, you know, or how to chase excellence in your life as some channels like to talk, talk about. There's a lot of truth into that. And just to be clear, I'm not talking about a, a, a specific guy thing. This goes for anybody watching this channel, man, woman, straight, gay, whatever the heck your orientation is, doesn't matter. If you are, if you've been through a toxic relationship, you've identified the red flags and every person you start finding that you're running into romantically or otherwise has the same issues, take, you know, say, okay, check please. And take some time to work on yourself and figure out how you're attracting these same people over and over again. We draw these people to us, unfortunately. And typically it's because we have to learn a very tough lesson. Okay. I'll, uh, <laughs> you kind of got me on a, on a, on a rant on that one. Yeah. Chaco says I will run for it. Awesome. Okay. I am going to go to the caller. Um, Oh, wait a minute. Now I'm going to figure out where I'm at here. The uh, area code uh, 415. Let me hit the button here. Try to. Hello and welcome to the show. Uh, hi, good morning, Dwayne. Good morning. How are you doing I'm today? Abuse. Oh, hey, welcome back. Hello, I'm good. Yeah, I just wanted to be able to thank you for um, putting up your channel. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Helped it helped me a lot. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear yeah, that. It, um, it really did. Um, like you said, uh, looking back, I think I remember the first video that you made when I was so low was to make the choice for you and take your life back. And that that really resonated a lot. Well, and it went, I just went on from there. Well, awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, and I remember, I mean, I know things are starting to turn around from what you were saying the other day. So, so that's, that's great that uh, things are, you're, you're kind of bending the corner, right? Yes, because um, like each and every one of us, uh, we didn't have any choice. So that's where Alex's um, channel just kind of helped me through. So it, it's just kind of hard trying to learn all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. This new complex system. Like, well, oh, yeah. Uh, and like yeah, you, the, I was saying, like you said, it wasn't like you decided. Like you woke up one day and said, hey, I wonder what it would be like to completely flip my life upside down and go through the worst emotionally traumatic experience ever. Let's sign up for that. <laughs> Nobody does that. Yeah. I know. So the, my settlement hearing was it was the second one because she kept, uh, at first she was delaying it and then she didn't agree the first time and the judge got almost um, upset and mentioned that, well, they're going to give us another chance. So that hearing um, the other day was really a big win because I didn't know what I was going to do. It was the most worst hell week before that. I'm not sure if my ducks were laid out or lined up straight and um, I just had to keep watching your show just to keep my head on my shoulder, you know, and well, good, man. That's what, that's what it it's here for. Yeah. So we are, like each and every one of us were hoping that our ex would unmask herself. Uh, this time mine actually did. And I was really surprised that she was just going for all the finances. Yeah. And all, all the ones that I raised the issues on was 
parts of the award and, and um, she didn't like that one bit. <laughs> of course not. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my only hope, you know, she they yeah. actually ruined our That's awesome, man. And we were just we're building on a slow process, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it can be fun. Just like watching a well, panel just Yeah, when it, whenever you have some victories. Yeah. Hey, thanks man yeah. for sharing that. Yeah, I appreciate I it. To, thanks for calling. I just wanted to share for everyone that, you know, like riding a bicycle just keep pedaling yeah somehow good way to put it keep your balance and you'll eventually reach the top you know and yeah thank you guys and everyone in this community yeah thanks take care man thank you man i you know it's weird because anyone who's in the beginning phases of this it feels so overwhelming it's hard to keep the hope like what the last caller was just saying that, well, wait a minute, if I just keep pedaling, it gets better. And, and the, and the nuance to it is that when you, when you just keep pedaling, going back to that, that, that uh, analogy, but at the same time, you're learning about what the person is, what the behaviors are, how, what, you know, what they're trying to do to you and what, uh, well, in some ways how they operate. So, you know, that, if you don't take the bait and you, and you're able to stay calm and they start losing, they lose their mind. Most of the time when they're trying to play this narrative and they keep putting the story out there and they keep putting the story out there with the expectation that you are going to perform exactly like they're expecting, they're telling everyone. And when you don't, and people start saying, wait, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. You know, that's not what I'm seeing. Typically, it's actually bizarre because what they're trying to get you to do is typically what they do. What I mean is, is that they're trying to push your buttons to get you to, to, to make mistakes. And then when they start losing control, they can't handle it. So then they start making mistakes. They start making stupid, you know, arguments that basically expose themselves or reasoning that just doesn't make sense. It's when they can get you to kind of freak out. I normally do this thing where you got, you know, two people and, and if, if you're doing this, it's like everyone's looking at you. They can sit here calmly, but if you are calm and they're trying to do this and they start losing, then they start slowly drawing the attention to themselves. I don't know if that analogy works, works well, but that's, uh, that's my take on that. Let me check the comments before I go to the, the next caller. So the next caller, stand by. I'll grab you here in a moment. Uh, let's see. I'm just trying to scroll up here. That's funny. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to read that one. Um, oh, wow. I'm just going to hit this real quick. Matt says, I once made a pro and con list and had to fluff up the pro, fluff. Let me try that again. Fluff up her pros to offset the fact that I wasn't happy when I was with her. Uh, I think maybe not all of us have done that, but I know I did. You know, I had to either make excuses for it or, or just uh, deal, you know, I don't know what the right word is, but yeah, I, I didn't want to see reality. I wanted the illusion to see, uh, I wanted not the illusion to see, I wanted the illusion to be true. I didn't want to crack the facade. And part of the problem is, is that you get into this mode where as you spend more time, it's kind of like the sunk cost. It's like, well, I've already been in this for five years, you know, well, I've been in it for 10 years. Well, we have kids now and I've been in it for 15 years. You know, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just one of those things where time just flows by. The reality is at, at some point you have to, to say enough is enough and take back your life, take back your time, take back the potential for a positive future going forward. All right, uh, let's see. So I, oh, let me just check and see what moderator Debbie's, oh, wow, there is some stuff in there. I wasn't paying attention. I apologize. Um, let's see. Okay, I did read that one. Oh, this is interesting. I'm going to 
Great. You know what? I'll do, I'm going to do the next caller and then I'm going to try to, oh, then I'll grab Mia's comment. So I'm going to go to area code seven, uh, oh, sorry, four, seven, zero. Hello and welcome to the show. Hey, happy Friday, Dwayne. It's iTumblers. Hey, iTumblers. Happy Friday to you. How are you doing this, this great day? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> well, good yeah. to hear. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I appreciate um, our last talk. I think it was last Friday, and I was talking about the, the hearing and stuff like that. But ever since, I've been getting good support from your community and just kind of just thinking, well, I can't get any work centers right now, and I think I have it pretty good considering the situation. Um, well, good to hear, so, man. Yeah, I want to thank you all for that. Thank you. Um, so I wanted to say, um, talk about negotiation, just because um, the temper, I mean, the final order is not in yet. Right. But you know that we're, you know that we're dealing with very stubborn. Uh, Difficult people. You know, just stubborn. Yeah. And they, they don't, it's whatever convenient for them and they want all the money and all this other stuff and. Well, I can't speak to a full divorce because it wasn't a divorce. It was just a legitimation custody case. Mm -hmm. um, what I will say is that, oh, I'm sorry, I was going to say, what I, what I will say is this, is that even when you get the final order in, if you have some sort of leverage in the, the final order, so say you might have, you know, final decision-making authority over education, medical, or, you know, just say religion or, you know, um, extracurricular activities, Right. Um, more so, it's going to be on the education medical side that you're going to have more leverage and even the time, obviously. But, you know, even when the final order comes, maybe it's not exactly what you want. I mean, the, the better the order is for you, the more leverage you have. But if you're at least a little bit close and you have something that they want, I would say that gives, um, you know, negotiating is not off the table at that point. Even if the final order is in, I would think that you can still go back to your ex and your attorney and, and their attorney can then work something like you can have a proposal to make the parenting plan even better because what they're, what they want at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if it's convenient for yourself. It just doesn't make sense for them. So if you can make something that makes sense for the both of y'all and you can put some stipulations in the order and go back to the court, you know, not, I don't think you have to go back to the court as long as both attorneys agree to it you can make that order that's better for yourself while it's still making it better for them. You're still leaving it up to a judge to make the final order. And it might not be exactly what both want it to be. And I mean, that's what I guess what I'm saying is that you can go to your lawyer, I guess, and you can, you know, have the proposed changes. And then I guess they would then send it to their lawyer and then maybe they reject it. But in the future, if, if the ex does come back and they're like, oh, well, can we switch the parenting time when you've already tried to address this in the past? You can, I mean, at that point, I don't know exactly what you should say, but it's almost like if you want to change it, you have to go to the court. Uh, I've tried to do that with you in the past. Um, to, so that way we don't, we're not in this situation. I mean, things are always going to happen regardless. Right. But I guess what I'm saying is that you always will have, I mean, as long as you, on your first attempt in your divorce or your custody battle, if you make a good attempt at trying to get as much time and as much legal custody as possible, that then gives you leverage to go back to them and say, hey, let's make this parenting plan even better. And, you, and you'll know that these things actually work out for them as well. It's, it's beneficial for both parties. So yeah. it's just something yeah. to consider. And I remember my ex, she was like, if I want because I didn't have rights to my child. Um, and she took full advantage of that. She was just like, oh, well, you um, you must go to court to get your legitimation rights to, to see your kid or to have legal say over anything. Right. So it's almost like you want to say that back to them, but you don't want to say it in a way that is like as harsh as them. But I would say that you want to say it in like, if you want to get this addressed, let's put in the court order. So that way we're not dealing with this like, oh, can we change it here? Oh, can we change it there? It's just something to consider in the future. So this whole thing about, I know you had a caller earlier this week that called about um, mediation and all this other stuff. And um, even for me, I'm waiting for a final order right now. And I get that we're all at different stages. But for the most part, when you're going through mediation and we're having our final order, I mean, usually this is typically our first time ever doing this. But my whole thing is that just because 
even the final order comes in, that doesn't mean that you can't get a better deal from them. You just, I would yeah. just say, just try to work as best as you can, make sure you get as much as possible first route. I mean, first time. No, and I and I absolutely understand where you're coming from. The only the only cautionary note I would say on that is if it took a knockdown drag out fight to get to that agreement, if you start negotiating again, at, I mean, we could, well, basically you're right, right? If you're dealing with someone who goes, oh, okay, I swung for the fences. I lost. Um, oh, okay. You want to, you know, I tumblers wants to negotiate a little bit more. All right. Let's see if I can make a deal that I, you know, get a couple more things I want. And if you both agree with it, that's fine. My only concern with, with that is, is that typically these people don't negotiate in good faith. If you give them something, the two seconds after you do it, it doesn't matter. It, it means nothing, right? They already got it, so that's in the bag. So it's not like they feel feel good about it. And I would be worried that if you start negotiating, that the whole thing falls apart, and then you now you know that they could turn around and say, "Well, wait a minute, you know, we were negotiating all these other things, so you know now it's all falling apart." And try to say, "Well, now we need to go back to the judge to get a different a different ruling." Uh, I, I would also agree with you that if you have something, a negotiating ploy or something that they want, you can use it. Uh, I tried that and failed miserably. You know, the only leverage that I think I had in mind was the ex liked to take a month every summer and go hang out with her family. And, uh, I basically said, look, if we settle this and we calm down, I'll, you know, I, I don't have a problem. I, mean, I don't this is what we used to do in the past. Why am I going to care going forward? But after everything went to pieces, I'm like, I'm not negotiating that anymore. I just, I would say, just be careful on it. Uh, I will, yeah, and I'll right. also say this because, I mean, as most people who's been on around the channel for a while know, that as a result of this COVID thing, I've, the ex and I have decided or have agreed, just amongst ourselves, to change custody. So technically, we are not following the letter of the law of our court order nor have we gone back in to stipulate the change because one, I don't want to pay for it. And, you know, so, I mean, we together said, okay, fine, we'll go week on week off and uh, we're doing that. But I mean, but the the problem, the potential problem is, is at any time, if she decided, you know what, this isn't working for me. I want to go back to uh, this other schedule. I, you know, I would have no choice. I would, I would have no choice to, I, I would have two choices immediately we'd have to go back to the written word. And then the second choice would, or the, I mean, then from there, the only choice I would have is, am I going to go to court to try to force a, a change on the visit or in the schedule, you know, and, and then it would be, is it really right. worth the six to $10,000 to do it? So any, I just want to throw that out there because, you know, if you can, I mean, if you, if you know, your, I mean, we all know our exes, we know where their pressure points are. And we, we most of us know what we could probably get them to agree to, and if you think that you have a chance, then go for it. You know, you have nothing to lose for, unless you do it incorrectly and it blows everything apart. That would be the only, the only, uh, yeah. the only risk I would say. Yeah. We, we wrote out what we wanted. We didn't submit it to the court as a piece of evidence. So we know what we wanted the court order to be. Okay. Um, so we have the, the parenting plan as we want it, but it's just an idea of like when the order comes in, they Obviously, the more, the better you have it in the order. So if you have at least have 50-50 physical time, you have 50-50 maybe legal custody, Right. you're in a better position to do oh, yeah. this with them. And they know that you're able to do it, that you have that ground to do it with them. Uh, you're better off. But if it's just like, man, you have like crappy parenting time and no legal custody, yeah, it, they're not going to want to do it because they're like, it's so crappy for them. Why would I want to work out anything that? That doesn't benefit them. And um, I guess the second option is if they did want to comp, if they did want to, like, say, like, get a holiday or something, um, I would then force them to say, look, um, I want this. You can have that, but I do want this before that even comes. But because you can only assume if you do it and then you, mm-hmm. you're right. expecting something in the future after that, they're not going to follow through on what they said. Nope. You, you are true. You're right on that. They don't have any like, integrity. <laughs> so it's just an idea just for people to kind of just um, try to try not to like go swinging for everything if it doesn't make sense. I mean, if you're, you know, obviously I'm not telling people to not to 
uh, fight for as much as is possible. That's not what I'm saying. I mean, I, I am telling people to do that, but try to get something at least to where you're at a point where you can negotiate with them to make your situation better, but it's also going to make their situation better as well. But you're only focused on yourself. Right. That's what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, and not just yourself, but it's also your kid, the most important thing. So yeah, yeah. I just want to call it to kind of say, like, don't just think that it's all over. And I know what you're saying as far as your situation that, you know, it could be six to $10,000 to go back to court and all this other stuff. If it's like that and you have the money, I wouldn't recommend blowing it. I do think like at some point. Oh, no, you, you have know, to, you definitely have to choose your battles. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I right. just wanted to call and, and say that. And yeah. Great show. And, uh, Thanks, man. Yesterday, um, I listened, I listened to the one, uh, to the call with you and Debbie yesterday and it was a, it was a great show. Oh, thanks man. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good race to your day. All right. Have a good weekend. Gwen. Yeah. You too. You do the same. Take care. So the only thing I just, you know, just a caveat on that is again, just be careful. Uh, I think sometimes we have to try to negotiate with these people. Uh, and then once, cause that's what I, I mean, I did that. And then you just get poked in the eye, you know, boop, multiple times. And you finally just say, okay, it's just not, it's just not worth it. So, uh, I'm going to grab this. Will says, uh, DSD, do you do the show in the morning while your kids are there? Yep. They're technically asleep right over there. So, um, that was one of the tests when I started this format, I wasn't sure whether I was going to do a week on week off or whether I would do both. One of the nice things about doing it in the morning is they're asleep. You know, they're not here. That's why I don't do it in the afternoon. That's why I don't do coaching calls when they're here because everybody's everybody's moving around, everybody's awake. Uh, doing this while everyone's asleep, that's my way of being able to make it work. And again, when I started this, I wasn't sure, right? So at first, that second week when I started this new format, was basically to test to see how how it would work, if it would be a problem or not. And uh, so far, it has not been an issue. So, oh, I like what Trish says. Uh, Trisha Biscuit says here, it says, better to lose the battle than to lose the war. Man, I talk about that all the time. You know, pick the hill you're going to fight on and just decide whether it's worth it. You have to, you have to... <laughs> You have to make sure that uh, you understand what the objectives are and that you don't, you don't uh, set yourself up for, uh, for failure. Pick your battles. Understand the risk. Even going back to what iTumblers was saying, if you think there's a, a, a way, a path to get what you want, go ahead and try it, but but ask yourself the question, what's the risk? What's the risk? If you've, if you've fought long and hard to get to something, then, then, you know, take your win. I'll, I'll throw another example, kind of, kind of what, what, what the caller was talking about. So we got into a holding pattern waiting for the custody evaluation. Took months. Everything was at a standstill because of that. It finally came in and the report had a recommended parenting plan timeshare. And what I said is, I agree with that. Okay, fine. I'll implement, implement that today. And they said, fine. And I think it's somewhere we were talking about the vacation and stuff like that. The, the initial discussions were, you know, two weeks in the summer, uh, and whenever the, the thing was written, I think my attorney got tasked with writing it. So when it was written and they showed it to me, I looked at it and it was like, you know, showing the time and everything. And it was like uh, one week during the summer. And I was like, huh, like, all right, fine. You know, I'll sign that. X didn't even read the damn thing. Didn't even read it. Just signed it. You know, the next summer rolls around. And she's like, okay, I want my two weeks. It's like two weeks. What are you talking about? Two weeks. Page seven says one week. Here's my time. What I want for my one week. What do you want for your one week? And, uh, she wasn't super happy about that, but that's what was signed and it's, you know, signed and stamped. So on that, read your damn thing. If you guys discussed everything, 
and you're waiting for someone to write it up and it gets written up, read it. Look at it to make sure it specifically says exactly what you expected it to say. Or at the very least, if it's more in your favor and you're like, like in my situation, I looked at it, I said, okay, you know, I'm broke. I have a job. I can't go anywhere. I can't afford to go anywhere. One week is sufficient for me because it's not like I have a ton of money and we're going to be able to book a trip and go to the Bahamas for a month. So I didn't care. And I didn't bring it up. I mean, I didn't like, uh, you know, go to the ex and say, oh, wow, I didn't realize that, uh, you know, you guys only wanted one week. Okay. You know, I'm like, fine. I read it. I looked at it. I did miss a bunch of the holidays. There's, I've talked about this in the past. I personally missed thinking about all the government holidays that I would get, or the, you know, the regular holidays, I guess government holidays is the right way to put it, that I would get off. So for the first like four or five years, I didn't get any of the three or four day weekends because it didn't fall on my time. And there was nothing in there to say anything about holidays. And that was a huge colossal mistake on my part. So it was really frustrating when I was like, well, you know, wow, I don't, you know, I have to work. I don't get to uh, just spend time with the kids. And I never got them on those three-day weekends. And the, it was weird because there was one holiday that the school recognized that my work didn't. So the only time I would, I would like have to take a day off because they were at an age where I couldn't put them in, you know, the day, the, the after-school programs didn't open up early enough. It was just a mess. And, uh, it was just like an eye poke, right? I mean, it was just like the universe giving me the finger. It's like, oh, wow, you wanted a three day weekends. Well, Hey, you don't get that, but Hey, how about this? Every, if, uh, I think it was like, maybe it was for, um, maybe it was like Valentine's day or something. It was just one of these weird things where the school had, they, they bridged the weekend, right? So like the Monday was the federal holiday. Uh, and then school was out on Friday so I had to take that extra day off. And it was just, it was always one of those things where I was like, oh crap, I got to try to take time off. Anyways, I'm talking in circles now. So I apologize about that. Let me look and see what else is going on in the conversation. The live chat for the people who are live and for the people who are listening to the replay. Uh, let's see. Oh, I was going to grab, let me see if I can find this one um, that uh, if I can highlight it, I'd like to highlight it on the screen. If I can find it. Oh, I guess there's more conversation than I anticipated as I scroll back. Back. Wow. This must have been a while ago. Um, nope, not that one. I'm getting closer. I saw a comment from, from Mia. Nope. Uh, okay. So Mia, if I, I think I'm saying that right now. I don't know why I'm saying it. Anyways, yesterday was very helpful, and I'm trying to get over the trauma fear, uh, and fear of other people having hidden uh, intentions. I've been keeping people very far away, and it's been affecting my relationships. Okay. In the beginning part of this, Keeping people at bay makes sense. You need to kind of go back into your little cave, heal your wounds, and get back on track. Now, it's when that turns into a very prolonged thing. And, and that, that healing stage, I mean, that could take six months to a year, right? You don't want it to turn in, and I would, let me back up, but I would also say if you're finding yourself into that, make sure you're working with a therapist so they can help you work through that trauma. Because what you don't want is you don't want to like hide away from people keep everyone at, you know, you know, be distrustful of everybody and then turn around and three years goes by and you're still, and those patterns are just getting worse because that's typically what'll happen. It, it needs to be work on yourself, get yourself healthy and start interacting again and interacting with people with, with healthy boundaries, with a healthy self-respect, being able to validate or how, do self-validation so that you don't need someone else to say, oh, you're an awesome person for you to feel well. You need to be able to just feel like, hey, I'm an awesome person. I know that sounds a little narcissistic, but there is some versions of narcissism that is healthy. The reason all that's important is because if, you, if you're not needing 
that attention and validation from someone else, then you're at less risk of somebody manipulating you, you know, dripping those bread, dripping the breadcrumbs. That doesn't make sense. But uh, leaving those breadcrumbs for you to like say, okay, well, what do I have to do to get a little bit of attention? And then they're able to ramp up their emotional and potentially physical abuse to get you to do what they want. And you're doing it because what you want from them is you want them to say, oh, you're a good person. So uh, I did, I, hopefully that makes sense. All right, let me see if I can find this, this one. Oh, wow. Okay, I just found it. Uh, Alex said, same here. Uh, I'm not sure what that was to you. It says, one of the more uh, serious girlfriends I had for a few months really pushed to meet my kids. Huge mistake. That trigger red flags of heck no, I'm not ready for that. We split later. Yeah, here's the thing, guys. If you a telltale sign of a telltale sign of a problem is somebody who wants to move things fast. You know, if they're like, "Oh my God, we're soulmates," you know, we need to move in together. We need to meet your. I need to meet your kids. I need to be integrated into your life. You need to tell everyone about me. <laughs> no, you know, slow slow that truck down. No. And that is a huge bad sign when everything need is is being pushed to 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 need to go super fast. It doesn't. Here's the deal: if you guys are soulmates and you are perfect for each other, then it doesn't have to happen tomorrow. In my opinion, you know, I mean, it, it, does it make sense? Oh, Alex says she ended up. I'm not sure if this is a follow-up saying that the person, this person that was pushing ended up marrying a woman or if your ex ended up marrying a woman. At least it wasn't you, man. Uh, okay. Oh, I like what you're saying here. Mia says, uh, I've been on the other end of that and had to tell men with kids that it was way too soon and I didn't feel comfortable meeting their kids yet. Usually they were younger too. See, I think sometimes what happens is, is people, they, they get into this thing where it, they want to show the ex that, Hey, I'm doing okay. I found somebody, you know, look at my younger, hotter, faster model or whatever, you know, or they just want to basically be able to like rub it in your face. It's not a good, yeah, that is not a good sign either. You know, I mean, it's not, uh, and I get it. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you in the early days of my relationship, if I could, I am so lucky that this didn't happen, but if I could have, if, if somebody would have bounced or skipped along going with the conversation yesterday, if somebody would have skipped into my life that I would have felt that would have just been like a eye poke, you know, eh, back in the ex's eye, I probably would have done it because I was so hurt and I wanted to lash back and I probably would have, would have done that. Um, that's the, and that that's the wrong. I mean, that is a huge colossal mistake. Uh, fortunately, that wasn't. I mean, that that oper- that didn't happen. And uh, I mean, the the sad part going with with the conversation again yesterday was whenever Debbie and I met, we did we didn't publicize it or, originally, so nobody really knew about it except a couple of my close friends. And uh, you know. There was nothing going on. So I, I didn't know what I was dealing with. I didn't understand the narcissistic rage that was going to come as a result of it. If we would have known that, we would have, I mean, you know, six years is a long time. I don't think we would have waited that long, but we would have waited a while. But, but here's the reality, in my opinion, no matter what time that frame happened, the result would have been the same as soon, in my opinion, as soon as the ex would have found out it would have been the same crap show. Now, maybe if the kids were a little bit older, it might've been uh, a little different, right? I mean, instead of, instead of it being, geez, I'm trying to remember the ages. My oldest might've been 15. So basically what my youngest is now, I mean, so you know, the old, with, with kids being older, it just, it changes the dynamic. 
All right, let me see where we are with the comments. Oh, this is awesome. T Solo says, being a single dad is hard with teenage with a teenage daughter, but it's been the best thing in my life. That is love to hear that, man. That's awesome. So let's see what else we got going on here. Matt has said, uh, I tell my my wife, this is 2020 and our son needs mom and dad and equal access. She just scoffs at me and says, or and quote, that's not in his best interest. He needs stability. He needs one home. So she, uh, she is so smug and arrogant. You know, actually, to be honest, I think my ex said the exact same thing. This is his home. He can visit you. They can visit you. <clears throat> it's just crazy. It's crazy that they all follow the same playbook, the same patterns, the same conversations. All right. Oh, nice. Mia says, I locked my insurance down and have my first telephone therapy appointment on the 10th. Good for you. I, you know, I hope that they keep doing that. I mean, when I was taking the kids to, to therapy, well, hell, even when I was going to therapy, man, it's a pain. You know, and most of these people, it's like, okay, my business hours are from 9 to 5. Great. Now I have to take time off. I, and and if I was in town, right, I mean, I guess technically if it was like, okay, I'm going to take an hour off or take a long lunch or something, and all I need to do is take a, well, hell, I guess if you were that close and it was only a couple minutes, you could potentially just do it on your lunch break. But for me, I mean, oh my God, it was a pain. I'd have to take the kids out of school. I'd have to take leave. We'd have to drive the 45 minutes from the from, from where I work and where the kids go to school. It was like 30 minutes. So it's a little bit closer. So 30 minutes to the appointment. Do the, I mean, it's like you, you lose the whole afternoon. I mean, it's not like, and then at that point, I'm an hour away to get back to the house, right? So it's like that 30 minutes isn't at the house. So it's not like I can say, okay, let me drop you off and I'll go back to work. It was just this huge thing. You know I mean? It was just, I, I'm, I was really fortunate that where I work, we have decent leave and I've been there long enough that, you know, after you've been there for like seven or eight years, you get... What is it? I think like when you start, you get four hours of vacation every two weeks. Then after you've been there for seven years, seven or nine, you get six. And then after 15, you get eight. So I'm very fortunate that uh, about that. Anyway, so one of the reasons why I don't want to leave this job. So, all right. Let's see. Oh, did Debbie write something? No, I'm trying to see what I missed here. Oh, okay. I'll just, so Debbie had written to Will and uh, says, if anything, me being involved is potentially risky because I have to stay neutral all the time. And the kids don't know the extent of how I've been affected. Yeah, it's 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 tough, right? I really feel for the people who who get married into these situations and are living in it. I had a friend of mine who used to live here. They they ended up PCSing uh, to the actually they're in Florida now. And I had a few conversations where the wife was the the you know married into this, and the stepson later they found out was basically told to make their life a living hell. You know, mom, whenever they would send little Johnny over to see dad and, you know, new wife, which was a person I was talking to, found out later that, oh yeah, no, mom would tell me to, you know, basically not listen to you, to, to fight you on everything. I mean, basically to try to screw everything up. You know, and, and even as an adult, I got the impression from the conversation, it wasn't like the, the, the kid was, the, the adult child was saying, hey, I'm so sorry that happened. It was more of like a matter of fact. Oh, well, oh yeah. You know, hey, pass the salt. You know, I mean, it, it's just, it's, uh, it's really tough. And I don't think, I don't think most people understand what they're getting into. 
I mean, hell, this happened with my dad and his wife. She didn't know how bad it was. And me and my brother and I made that situation in the first part of it a living hell. I mean, not, not intentionally, but just by, by the manipulation and, and the triangulation and, and all those things. So it's, a, it's one of those things that's really tough. And I really feel for somebody who, who marries into, you know, maybe you don't realize it. And then the next thing you know, you're living together. You're already intertwined. You're being targeted. You walked into this like Debbie was even talking about yesterday with the expectation that you would be the peacemaker. It's like, okay, well, I'm the neutral party. I can be friendly with the ex. You know, I'll, I can be the one to, to negotiate and we can, you know, we can work together. I mean, I've seen stories like that on on on. Well, even on YouTube, I remember watching a channel, I don't remember who it was, but it was a bigger channel lady who was, you know, vlogging, divorced her husband, husband, I guess, got into drugs and everything, you know, just all kinds of badness. So they separated, they have a child, he's with, I don't, I, he might be remarried, it's either remarried or girlfriend, and the, the women get along fine. You know, actually they, they get along, I mean, it's like the, the ex has cleaned up his life. He's doing better. The, the ex-wife is happy for him, you know, has her experience, whatever happened. It's like, that's enough to where it's like, okay, Hey, you know what? Uh, that was bad. And I'm never going to do that again, but they're cordial to each other and can do that. And a lot of people look at these situations and think that that's what it's going to be or, okay, these two people hate each other for a while, but I'll be the bridge maker or the peacemaker to be able to bring some stability into it. When you are dealing with a toxic potentially disordered person, none of that works. It won't happen. And most people don't understand that people like this exist. You just assume that who is going to do this? Who is going to just make, make things as difficult and stressful as possible just to do it? It doesn't make any sense. You don't, I mean, we were talking about that the other day. I don't know if we got, we talked about it on air, but I know I was talking to someone about it. It's like nine years, nine years. And I'm still playing the same, or she's still playing the same stupid, tired games, the subtle put downs, the, the, the stupid manipulation, the, why do you need the paper? Well, she didn't actually ask why I needed the paperwork, but got grilled by the kids. Every one of the kids, why do you need the paperwork? Why do you need the paperwork? Why do you need the paperwork? <laughs> when my youngest, uh, why do you need, you know, why do you need my brother's paperwork? And I said, it's for a spell. Make sure you bring a tuff of hair with you. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was trying to make a joke out of it, but, but no, you know, I mean, I know that they were like, well, I went, why does it, you know, why do they need it? Why does, why does he need it? Why does he need it? Why does he need it? You know, I mean, and it should be nice. I should be able to say, Hey, I'm going to, uh, uh, I need to, uh, uh, and I didn't even, and I didn't say why I needed it. I mean, I'll say that. I just said, I need the paperwork. Please send over the birth certificates and the social security cards for number one and number three. Didn't ask for number two. Number two is not living here anymore, not going to be on taxes, so it's not an issue. But I mean, it's the same, same thing, you know? And, uh, you know, I'm at the point now, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't trust her. I don't trust, I mean, every time I try to engage, it turns bad. If I try to try to do something, you know, to prove a point, the kids get targeted and it's like, okay, you know what? It's not worth it. I'm just going to just kind of keep things as stable as possible between myself and the ex so that I can have the best potential of a decent outcome for the kids for the next couple of years. And then when they're adults, they all get to choose what they want to do. But on that, as we wrap this up, man, the last part went pretty fast. Thank you guys for hanging out with me on this Friday. I really appreciate it. Hopefully you guys, this is a nice, quiet crowd this morning. Appreciate the callers calling in. Uh, I do want to uh, say thank you to the channel members. Thank you guys for clicking the button and becoming, uh, becoming members and supporting what we've got going on here. It really means a lot to me. I really appreciate that. So uh, make sure if you are a channel member and you haven't joined the Discord to join the Discord and uh, 
make sure you link your account so that you get into the little special area. And on that, guys, have a great rest of your day, and we will see you back here on Monday.